But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lin, and I'm Jesse Lin, and welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? Today we're talking about me <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to relearn Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about me. No. Uh, but specifically me trying to relearn Mandarin as an adult uh, and what that experience has been like and the kind of impetus for why we are talking about this all of a sudden is over the last batch of episodes we suddenly were blessed by the Instagram algorithm to finally show our shit to like other audiences and now thank you listeners slash watchers we have like 20 plus percent of our full like follower base is based in Taiwan, which is kind of crazy. So when I saw that, that we were like gaining a shit ton of Taiwanese followers, I was like, maybe we need to like do something about this, you know, to like invest a little bit more in this base that we have here. And also, frankly, I was feeling very guilty because I had been living in Asia for the whole past year, and a lot of that time was in Japan. Um, and I was spending a lot of time and effort learning Japanese. So I was starting to feel really guilty about the fact that I was like advancing in this other language that was not my mother language and like not putting in the same effort to my mother tongue and we're going back to Taiwan in November so I was like I'm not gonna suddenly know the vocab for like everything every single thing that I want to say but I want to be able to have like much smoother interactions especially for like daily things that should not be such a difficult task for me so I have been taking classes online with a Taiwanese girl who's like our age and just like chit-chatting with her for the last couple of weeks and specifically trying to get like vocab down for those everyday interactions that I know I'm going to be in in Taiwan and I just don't want to look like a fucking idiot anymore. Are you also learning any reading or writing along with that or it's largely conversational? So it's kind of built in, but I'd say it hasn't been like the smoothest thing for me to like pick up the reading. And basically what she does that I really like is she like takes notes while we're talking. So like either it's worse that like I fumble, right? Because she's trying to encourage me to like try to say as much as I can and not rely on English. So she'll be like, well, how, how do you think you would say that? And I'm like... I'll talk and then if I like say something wrong she'll write it down and say like you said this but actually you should say this other way mm. and then also when I literally can't and I'm just like okay this thing <laughs> English and then she'll write the English so we end every class with 15 minutes of reviewing all the vocab that I, I didn't know and we review that and then I add it all into my like flashcard deck so in that respect, yes, I'm learning more like reading slash writing, but it's really hard still because it's like rote memorization. For example, okay, like espresso is like nongso cafe. So I have to just like learn. I need to just memorize how nong and so look and like remember that whenever I see those words. So it, it's kind of hard. It's not like 
the format at least she's working with, which is what I need more, is not focused on like teaching easy ways to remember how words look. It's just like hopefully you'll start remembering how they look based on these like everyday interactions where you're gonna have to use this vocab. When I was going through that whole thing where I was like, I really wanna like get closer to my parents and like build a relationship with them, like one of the main things was just like, oh crap, like I could continue doing this like partial English, partial Mandarin thing, but I feel like it's like not quite there. And some of the more challenging concepts to discuss, like it just, it's not possible to do without knowing like a little bit more Mandarin. And I think I'm also guilty of that front where it's like partially decaying, partially not. Obviously, as with any relationship dynamic, it goes both ways, right? But like, I think for us as American born kids, it's tough because our parents tried their best to make sure that we could speak Mandarin, like certainly compared to like a lot of other American born Asian people. The fact that we can speak at all is like a triumph in and of itself, even if we lack so much vocab and like certain things we say might still have an accent or like awkwardness around it. But I think one of the reasons why our Mandarin is not as good as it could be is because our parents let us get away with not using Mandarin too much. So that's something that I notice, especially when I talk with this teacher now is like, if I talk the same way I talked with my parents, it would just like, then I start realizing like, I'm not really speaking Mandarin that much. So it's nice to have this teacher now because she doesn't let me get away with the like blah, blah, rando English. So she'll be like, she'll, I'll say the thing in English and she'll immediately say like what it is in Mandarin and then take notes on it. So it's good because now I'm finally learning all the vocab that I just usually have been getting away with like skating by on. Do you find that it's like riding a bicycle? Like the more you use it, the better you're getting at it without putting in as much work. You know, kind of like the motion of like you put the bike in motion and then the pedaling is not as hard. For sure. I mean, it's not like you're suddenly going to know vocab that you didn't know, but any skill is completely dependent on how much effort you put into it. And that's also why I was like, I feel really guilty about the Japanese versus the Mandarin because I'm putting in so many reps for the Japanese that like it's, I can see how quickly I'm like getting a lot better at Japanese. And with Mandarin, it's like, I'm trying, right? But it's like not the same thing because I'm not also starting from scratch. So it's like, grammar is not really an issue for me in Chinese. It's literally mostly like vocab and like related to that, the recognizing the actual words and how to read them for said vocab. So I do feel like at least a lot of it is also your comfort level and thereby your confidence in speaking. What I think makes me sound weird is one, vocab, not knowing it. And two, because we are not putting in the reps to speak Mandarin all the time, we speak in a semi-awkward way where like, you know, the pacing might be kind of strange and like where you pause in a sentence or you're like pausing to think about like how to say that word or you're kind of stumbling because you don't speak Mandarin all the time. So you're not able to speak as fast either as like someone who's native would just like breeze through that whole sentence. So I think a lot of it is not speaking enough so that you don't have the confidence to just like blah, 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 the sentence. So when you don't blah, 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 a sentence, you don't sound native because a native person wouldn't say like, 
I need to order this coffee. Can you please give me black coffee? Like you would never say it like that, right? Like even if somebody said that whole sentence with a perfect American accent, you would be like, you sound kind of weird, you know, because they're not saying it in like a natural way. So I think for me, besides the vocab, it's really that. It's like, oh, I, I'm not speaking this all the time. So I'm kind of talking like this, kind of like a robot. So then it's nice to like force myself to have these reps with this teacher where we're just talking about like everyday whatevs. And it's forcing me to get more comfortable with like just saying whatever I want. And like, even if I don't know the vocab or whatever, at least I'm being more natural in the way I'm speaking as well, because it feels friendlier also like of an environment where it's not as high of stakes. Hey listeners, wondering how you can support us? The biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on Instagram at where are you from pod on TikTok at but where are you really from subscribing to our YouTube channel under but where are you really from podcast rating and reviewing us on Apple podcasts and telling your friends the more people we can get to listen to the show the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories and if you feel so inclined we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash where are you from thanks y'all this idea of language proficiency, right? For me, it's like when you're proficient in a language, when you're trying to construct what you're, what you're trying to say, it's no longer a translation from your base language, right? So when I think about most of the things I want to say in Mandarin, I either don't think about it, it's just kind of like off the cuff comes out, or I'm like constructing it in my head, but it's fully in Mandarin. So with the new vocabulary that you're learning, do you find that you are actually it's like you're doing it both ways you have this like native base and then you also have this like base of things where you still have to go from like english to mandarin that's something that i've always felt has been the same regardless of my vocab level is like you're saying i think in chinese i'm not like oh i've mapped out this whole sentence in english i'm going word by word like (laughs) trying to translate it i'm speaking and it comes out in chinese but when i hit a natural roadblock because i don't know the vocab, it comes out in English because I don't know it any other way. So I think that's also why I was kind of like, I don't get what people are saying when they tell me I, I'm not speaking Mandarin in like the same way as other people because I'm like, I'm not translating in my head. I'm like just speaking, you know? So no, yeah, I, I don't do the translating thing, but I totally get what you're saying because when you're starting from scratch on a language, you are translating everything in your head. Because I run into that with Japanese all the time with my teacher in in Tokyo, where I'm like, she's like, oh, ask me a question. And I'm like, in my head, okay, got to answer that I went shopping this weekend. And I'm like, okay, what's weekend? What's shopping? And then I'm just like piecing it together. Um, And I run into problems with her all the time, too, because I'll be like, oh, I, I said it. And then she'll be like, oh, that's not how you say it. You would say it like this. I'm like, oh, because in English, that's not what that means. You know, like there's always like little things where it's then like, oh, that's not the same meaning in our two languages. So the reason I said it wrong is because you don't have that same meaning in Japanese for like this verb or whatever. So I also feel I, I kind of what you were saying that you don't um, you don't suddenly understand more vocabulary. I, I do find, though, that like I start to pick up the vocabulary much faster when I'm there and I'm just listening to people talk because it's kind of like it's a little bit like a mad lib so it's like every 10 words just like five of them missing and you just like intuit what these five words means and then when you hear them again you're like okay 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 
And then there are also certain things where it's like you've heard it before, but you just haven't used it a lot. And like the more your brain is in that mode, the more you're like, oh yeah, I remember that's like somewhere back there. Like I know this combination of words. Yeah, it's funny. It is like Mad Libs. You're you're just trying to fill in based on your context, right? Like you're using context clues and that's how anyone would learn any language. Like if you don't know the words that they're saying, you have to rely on what the context is and like fill in the blank. So I agree. I think vocab is easier to pick up when you've like immersed and you're listening for it or you've heard similar words. So then you can intuit that something might mean something else. I guess one thing that I'm hoping I will start picking up more that I'm like, my teacher's like, duh, it's this. And I'm like, that's not a duh for me is um, there are all these words that are like translated from English, right? Uh, or they attempt to translate. A very obvious one that like, I'm like, yes, I hear it is like cappuccino, right? It's like cappuccino. So it's like, okay, it's like literally one by one, right? But it's like, I can kind of hear it if you like string it together. But like the other day we were literally talking about like the bar and I was asking like, how do you say whiskey? How do you like whatever, whatever. And like, I'd have to pull up my whole list to like look at what they actually are. But I swear to God, she's like... Oh, whiskey's list. Doesn't it? Isn't it obvious based on the sounds? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's not whiskey. Like you're not saying, it's not like you're saying whiskey. You're like really stretching here. Like there are a lot of words where it's like they are stretching because Mandarin doesn't always have like the matchy, matchy like sound as English as opposed to Japanese. I get away with a lot more in Japanese because they have all these words that are just English, but Japanified. And like, you can almost make it up sometimes. Like, you're like, oh, I don't know how to say this. And you're just like, whiskey sour. And it's like, that's right. That's how you say it. (laughs) Like, if you just say it kind of like, it's in Japanese, it's like, right. Wait, are you serious? Is that how you order whiskey sour? (laughs) So it's like, you can guess more in Japanese. That's why when she was like, it sounds like English. I'm like, you're smoking something. That doesn't sound like English at all. Like when I was in Taiwan the last time, especially in a coffee shop, because it's all English or English or like Italian words, right? And it's like, I don't fucking know how to say espresso or whatever at the time. I would just kind of Chineseify it. I'm like, I'm going to say it in English, but I'm going to be like Americano, right? But like, you, you don't say Americano. You're like, oh, Americano. <laughs> and they're like, great. <laughs> I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you even tried. I would be like, uh, Make war coffee. <laughs> it's actually very close. It's Meishi coffee, like oh. American style. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of things make sense. It's just like you have to learn it to, yeah. to know what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so I'm happy that I'm learning it. it. My mom gave me a little bit of shit because actually I thought my parents would be really happy that I'm like investing and in learning my mother language and whatever. But my mom was like, "What? You're you're learning Chinese?" She was like what you're paying someone to learn Chinese like just ask me what you need to know and I'm like I'm sorry you're like 70 years old I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you how to say like everyday situations that I want to be in especially like social settings and stuff and also she doesn't know for like a lot that's the whole point is like I can't say certain things to her because she doesn't know what I'm saying in English like for example I was explaining like Ramon's shit and I was like how do you say crypto in chinese you know 
how do you say Bitcoin in Chinese? And she's like, oh, you say it like this. I'm like, my mom would never know that. I feel like my parents would just say Bitcoin. <laughs> right? That's what I'm they saying. Say it Bitcoin. goes both ways. It's because they live here too. So they kind of, they're like, it's easier to just say the English word because they know what it is and they didn't bother learning the Mandarin translation. Well, listeners, we hope you had a fun journey with us as we talked about picking up and relearning the mother tongue. I'm sure many of you guys have also had the same journeys, especially if you're trying to be able to communicate with your loved ones better or just be able to more fluidly, fluidly, fluently slip into the local lingo. Um, we would love to know and hear from you your experiences on if any of you have tried relearning your mother tongue successes, wins, losses, let us know in the comments or other socials that you follow us on. Yes, and don't let anyone bring you down. It's a good thing that you're learning this shit. Yes. Okay? My teacher was proud of me. My first, like, lesson, she's like, oh, that's, like, really admirable of you to want to do that because she was like, honestly, like, a lot of American-born Taiwanese people just, like, come to Taiwan and they're like, ID gaff. I'm just going to speak English or, like, whatever my you know, limited whatever it is, and I don't care about deepening it. So she's like, good on you. So good on all of you that are trying to relearn or improve your mother language, because it's always good to have options too. So learning languages is always a good thing. So keep at it. Um, and yeah, come back next week, because we will have another fresh episode for you then. And until then, bye, bitches. bitches.